In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and God, Amen. Christos Anisti. Christ is risen. This year is a very special year for us. It's a very special and unique joy in which we celebrate this glorious feast of the resurrection. As you know, last year it was not with the same celebration in which we gather today amongst beloved friends and brethren, family, and loved ones of the church, and to celebrate in this time with the Lord Jesus Christ in our midst and gathering together and to experience the great joy and the new life that our Lord Jesus Christ has given us. It has been indeed a difficult cross and a long time in which that the Lord Jesus Christ has strengthened us with the grace of his Holy Spirit and his good Father and has brought us to the hour. He renewed and restored to us our families and our friends. And the, the verse which I believe is very appropriate and fitting for us in this day, which as St. Paul said, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. This is not a new verse for us, but perhaps in this year, it has a very new and unique meaning. As St. Paul assures us, he says, we have put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge according to the image of him who created him. St. Augustine and many of the saints experienced this newness of life in Christ. He had lived many years, many years in a different type of life, away from the Lord, away from his joy, away, away from the sacrifice of his glory. And yet he was brought, as he wrote for the rest of his years and days, pre speaking and preaching about the joy of the Lord and the holiness in the bright living which is befitting to Christians. And as St. Paul tells us again, the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and in holiness. In this year, when we come to celebrate the feast, we also celebrate with a newness of righteousness and holiness and a new understanding of our call as great Christians to follow and carry the cross of our Lord. We also understand the reconciliation that has been perfected by our Lord, as is mentioned again in the book of Ephesians, when the Lord had brought the two and made them into one. And he separated for us the envy, the enmity that was between God and man and united the heavenly with the earthly, the divine and the heavenly. During this time, especially in the world, that we have seen many divisions, that many people who had angry hearts and bitterness towards one another. There have been many divisions that were what we can find, maybe even if they're not unnecessary, but the consequence was, which people have brought them to is definitely indeed unnecessary. There are many people who have been left by this pandemic with a lot of anger, a lot of defeat, that are anger and divisions that are erupting over situations which could be best solved with, which, with some discussion and some understanding and some uh, peaceful dealings with one another. In fact, for some of us, we have forgotten how to live with one another. If we focus too much on ourselves, then our, ourselves will be the focus. It always leads to division. But on the, Lord, on the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ had 
separated this enmity and had by his resurrection given us the joy and the reconciliation that overcomes division. And in this time especially, we seek for that reconciliation and that newness. He also gave the new covenant or the new promise, as we heard much about in the days of this, in this blessed and holy week, about the new covenant, the new promises. But there are still, if people live in the old covenant alone, without the fulfillment of the new, then it also has much division. It has bitterness. It had the person will only recognize his own weakness, his own sinfulness. And without a solution for the sinfulness, it only breeds more division and anger. That's why some people away from the sacrament and the mystery of confession may find themselves always angry and bitter for no reason. Some overcome by this loneliness in the pandemic year have, have experienced this type of dysphoria, this type of bitterness and anger. <clears throat> There's also a time where we have a new vision, a new vision for ourselves, a new vision for our families, a new vision for our church, a new vision for our world. And those of you who have meditated and spent some time in the past year reflecting upon this may have been moved very powerfully to this new vision of self. Some people either left their jobs or changed their jobs. Some people had made many great differences. They said, if I understood and reflected enough that I would have done so uh, much earlier. We also found that there are new relationships that we have fostered, new understanding of community, new understanding of our family, and new understanding of the church. <clears throat> In this year, more than ever, we had some challenges with our families. But for those of us uh, who were working and laboring in peace and in joy, it actually had brought us closer to one another. Maybe some people, they said during this time, uh, we discovered who our family members were and they are better than we thought, than we imagined. And that we, we be began to grow in love and in faith. And this indeed was in the early church and before we have these elaborate communities and sophisticated technology that we only have mainly had our family and those whom we lived close next, next door to us. We also had a new vision of the church. And I must say in this year that we express our great joy and devotion and, and indeed our gratefulness for a congregation such as yourselves. In all what we experienced, in all of the different instructions, the different guidelines, the different times when we had to uh, register, or we never had to register for church, and all of the things, even last year, to have a holy week without the congregation as speaking with the fathers, that a, a, a holy week was not in any way the same without you. And this year especially, when we came to begin, it was with a great joy, because the patience in which you endured, and all the things which you had, had sacrificed and travailed over the last year is de definitely well known as one and it's acceptable to God and was very pleasing to us and to Him. And for that, I believe and I'm sure that God will bestow upon you a double joy 
and a double blessing in this year. Yes, maybe when we leave in this time, we will speak about the difficulties of last year and the challenges of last year, but also the joys of this year and the promises which God provides and he is uh, going to provide for us. We also have new responsibilities and new service. With the reflection that we had in the last year, I'm sure God put into many of your hearts and in your minds some work and service that was needed to be done in your families, needed to be done here, and needed to be done in the world. And perhaps that with all of the riots and all of the things that have been going on, people were trying to express in a, positive, in a negative way, but what we need to express in a positive way. Yes, God had created us and bestowed upon us great promises and, and a mission for each one of us to accomplish. And if anything that that year provided for us, it is to make very clear what is our mission, what is our task, and what is our work that we must labor to do. If you have not yet found and discovered those tasks or made it very clear what our assurance is, that there is still time. There is still much time in reflection and much time to think about. But what we need to have going forward always, the Christian has the vision for his life very clear. God does not leave us in darkness. Yes, there are some decisions that may not become clear. But when God opened the eyes of St. Paul and had given him the new life and the gift and the grace of baptism, and the newness of the joy living in Christ, that he began to see all things very clearly. God gave him in the time before his baptism, not just the understanding of what he would do in the next year, the next phase in his life, but throughout his life. And with that vision very clear, that the, the steps that he had throughout the ways and throughout his days in, in the surgeon made sense. Because the vision that we have for eternal life and for salvation, that God makes clear what is our daily, weekly, yearly steps that we take in the eyes of the Lord. In this time when we are about to celebrate fully the joy of the mystery of his body and blood in this blessed day, that we must rejoice in what God has given us. That the precious promises which he has provided for us throughout this year that we offer to him as a sweet savor of incense. We offer to him this sacrifice. And we say to him in this day, Lord, we want to celebrate all the days of our life with you. And even if there are difficulty and challenges, we take them with joy. Even if there are uncertainties that we need your light. As we, as we said in the, in the morning doxology and the praises, it's repeating always this image and this vision of light. You know, in this uh, season in the tomb of our Lord, that there's this miraculous event that happens with the light that comes from the tomb. And what the light that is shared among the faithful in a very short time, this is the work that we do every time and that God does within us every time we partake of the mysteries. As we gather as a community on the altar of the Lord, we see the great light of his body and blood and his presence among us and his presence in our midst. The Lord of glory, who's shining very clear. When we partake of his body and blood, we have his light within us 
and we go as those candles that are shining in this in this dark and darkening world to carry the light of God. So as you take the verses from the scriptures, as you take the lessons from, from the gospels, or as you take from the body and blood the precious promises that he has, leave in this place, as St. Cyril of Alexander would always say, anyone to leave from those doors must leave with the joy of Christ and his promises so that we can distribute the light of Christ and the light that God has given us to all the world, to our families and our friends. May the Lord bestow upon you the great blessing and great joy of his resurrection and keep for us the life and standing of his holiness, Pope Tawadros II and his eminence, Metropolitan Serapion, our beloved shepherd. Glory be to him now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen.